I think it's I think it's gonna be fine. You there? Cool. Cool. Can you hear me? Yeah. All right, we're recording. Okay. It's, 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 we're uh recording and uh you know. Um you ready for me to start off strong? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Shaking, shaking, I'm shaking, shaking up. What do you think about Rooney? Which one's Rooney? <laughs> Which one? <laughs> I'm going to be completely honest with you. Totally forgot that Rooney was a band. Went until I watched that this episode of the OC that we're going to talk about tonight. What you? What you? What was your lasting impression of the band Rooney after that episode? Well, the, when they started that song, I was like, "This sucks," and then they got to the shush shaking. I was like, "Okay, this is kind of good." That's not bad. It's a little it's catchy. Right. Yeah, it's like this is this is that whatever that was of that era. This was this is that a lot of a lot of guys usually they would have like suits on with black ties and stuff and they have V in front of their name. But you know, yeah, this dude, this Rooney band's in there too with that the vines. I think they even re- mentioned the vines, the hives, the strokes, killers. all that kind of like the killers. Yeah, know, all that kind of bands, the the bands. I think the Arctic the, Monkeys. Yeah, you're right. The Arctic Schmonkeys. Oh. <laughs> Don't besmirch Schmonkey's name. <laughs> hey, that's a popular monkeys. band, man. Were they? Yeah, I think so. Not with me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't really like them, to be honest with you. Uh, What's up? We're uh, This is episode 151 of Only Like Their Old Stuff. Um, we've, we've been on hiatus for a little while cause we were busy. We had shit to do. So stop complaining. Quit complaining. You, you get this for free and you're lucky. Usually we take like two or three years before we record again. Sometimes it takes seven years. It has been, it, you didn't have to wait seven years. So calm down. Quit, quit leaving us bad reviews. Quit your bitching. Yeah. Nobody's left us any reviews. That's what bunch of. They send reviews directly to us. They do. It's like it's, it's like a bunch of old people listening. I don't know how to do reviews. Uh, I do know how to do the emails. Five stars. I don't like their old to, stuff. We did. We did collect a new number one fan in hiatus. We what? We collected a new number one fan in hiatus. Who was it? Uh, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm going to read the message. You will have forgotten about this. Okay. I did forget. So y'all's podcast, IOLTOS is so hot fire. I've only run through the Spotify stuff about twice now and I'm about to find the older stuff. So nostalgic and happy to hear y'all. Who was that? It's your boy, Max Cook. Max Cook. You did remind me of that. And I sent you that picture of him and then white jeans. No, you didn't. I did. I sent you that old picture of Max Cook and then white jeans. I don't remember that picture. You, you, uh, I don't didn't remember him writing in. So there we go. There you have it, oh. Max. Big shout out, man. Glad to know you're alive. You know, last I saw Max, he was playing bicycle polo. 
He's like a big. I think he's still he's like out there, you know, at Burning Man or some shit, driving people around. He's he's totally got that Burning Man vibe for yeah, sure. He's he's got his. It's like Mad Max meets bicycling or some shit. Like he's riding people around in a little. It's a the little. Uh, what do they call those things? The little something cabs. What's the, what's the bicycle cab? Pedicab. Uh-huh. Pedicab. Pedicab. Yeah, he yeah. was doing pedicab for a while. That's right. Yeah, I think he might be still involved in some of that stuff. I wonder if he's still got them white jeans, though. <laughs> I can't believe you. I'm, I'm sure he'll let us know. Yeah, what's up, Max? Um, yeah, so here we are, and uh, it's this is an episode. Uh, what's up? What's are you ready? You want to you go get any housekeeping other than this shit? I mean, that's about all the housekeeping. I, I'm sure we've got some more housekeeping to do, but I ain't. I don't know. All right. Uh, what's the hype? I got no fucking hype. You don't have any hype. I mean, I guess the hype is getting to talk to you again. There you go. Tell me more. <laughs> well, okay. So the idea is, uh, so we get on the phone last night, right, yeah. to talk about doing this podcast, and we we, we probably had a twelve minute phone call, yeah. and it was the funniest phone call we probably ever had. <laughs> it was. <laughs> you said we should have just recorded this phone call and put it out. Yeah, we should have. We should just always record our phone calls. Well, that's basically all this podcast is. Yeah. We we don't talk on the phone during the week. We just talk to each other yeah, during the recording, true. and usually works out. But yeah. we used up all our good jokes yesterday we on the did. phone. We did. We had some good ones. I wish y'all could have been there, but we had some great, great, great jokes. Funnier than most of our material, but I was the right. funny one too. You were pretty funny. You had some good. You had some good lines. I had some That's behind some the funny. desk jokes. You did. You did. You stepped up. You really stepped up. I, was, I felt threatened. <laughs> <laughs> what's what's up? What's up with you? What's the what's the latest? What's the hype? What's my hype is uh, a yeah. friend of the show, you know, Pantheon fan, uh, P Dog, uh, fulfilled my uh, lifelong dream of getting a giant check presented to me. <laughs> I he sent me a giant check in the mail. I've always wanted to get one of those publishers clearinghouse Ed McMahon style checks, you know? Yeah. I've been involved with kayaking events where they gave those away, but you know, I was on the organizing side of it, so I didn't get one. And, uh, you know, look so, at you just making other people's dreams come true, even though it's your dream. I know just sitting there, just a single tear rolling down. I'm like, man, I would like ever the giver. Checks. Just always. That's what they always say about me. Um, you know, P dog's been my friend since high school, you know, he's like my, I've known him longer than any of my high school friends, you know, and we used to hang out at his house and say funny shit. And one of that was that I always had jokes about getting a big check, you know? And, uh, you used to make jokes with me about getting a big check. I know. Well, Spencer, speed Diddy too. I've always been, it's been a, a, a cornerstone of my material since for 25 years, you know? And, uh, you know, you've been riding that joke for 25 years. I've been to, trying to perfect it, you know. Yeah, I've always said, like, I wanted to, I was going to start sending invoices and say that it had to be paid in big check, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, so P Dog's like, hey, I sent you something in the mail. Make sure that somebody videos you, uh, opening it. So I, like, got Jackie to, to shoot video of me opening it. And there's a like, real time reaction of me pulling this giant check out of the box, being like, oh my God. Finally got my big check. He's, I got to see it. He, yeah, I sent it to you. Sent you the, sent you the no, picture. you just sent me a picture, but I follow P Dog on Instagram, so I got to see the whole oh, thing. Oh yeah, he put it up on the Instagram. Yeah, I'm I'm going to eventually put it up, but um, it was yeah, it was you know, 
He sent me a real check too. Jeez. But you know, <laughs> big check. He was like, all this time, you could have just got a big check off of Amazon because that's where I got this one from. And he uh, thoughtfully, he got me the, it's a dry erase. So he said I can hand it down to the next generation of my family, you know. <laughs> but, yeah. This check is worth nothing. <laughs> but you can hand it down. <laughs> he did tell me, he said, if you're going to post on social media, make sure you add another zero on the end so they think I'm, I'm even bigger balling, you know. So... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you could say he gave you enough money that other people are going to start getting married again. <laughs> yeah, they want to get some of that P-Dog money. Trying to get a P-Dog check. <laughs> um, what's your what's your not the hype? Uh, well, so I got uh, I got tested for coronavirus and uh, came back positive. Shit. Well, look at you. Look at you. I, I can't even have a not the hype now. <laughs> what's worse than that? <laughs> I mean, there's, well, there's a, a I'm, I'm sure there's a lot worse there's than that. Worse than that, but that sucks. Yeah. yeah you, so sound, or you all sound sick. No. So here's the thing, right? Like, it's not that I was completely asymptomatic. I did have a fever yeah. um, and a headache. But the, to be honest with you, uh, like, uh, I got um. Let's see. I had, I remember, I don't know if you remember this back when, when I was right before I got diagnosed with Lyme disease, I was quarantined for a week because I thought I had mm -hmm. coronavirus yeah, yeah. and my joints hurt. I had a headache and I had a fever and the doctor was like, no, that was not coronavirus. That was Lyme disease. Lyme disease. Yeah. And, um, I had, I, I, I went and got a test on Wednesday uh, it came back negative, but it was a rapid test. And then I got scheduled, like I went and got tested on Thursday. And then um, it was Friday that I had a, a fever and a headache. And I was like, well, I guess this is just Lyme disease again. I don't know. Um, and I woke up today. We we're recording on a Saturday. I felt fine this morning. I didn't have a fever. Um, I didn't have a headache. So I was like, okay, well, I guess that was probably my Lyme disease. Because I did get bit by another tick about... Uh, no three shit. weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. And I went to the doctor two weeks ago and the doctor gave me another prescription for doxycycline. I've been on it, you know, yeah. you can't get and, double uh, Lyme disease. Can you, what you can't get double Lyme disease. Can you, well, you, so there's, if you get cured of Lyme disease by the antibiotics, then you can get it again. <laughs> oh, okay. And apparently ticks in new England are different than ticks like in the Southeast where we used to get ticks all the time. Like these ticks up here in new England, basically they all got Lyme. Oh, wow. So like everybody that's in the disc golf community up here is like, Oh yeah. Every time I get bit by a tick, I just go ahead and get a prescription for doxycycline because they probably got Lyme disease. Yeah. So I, you know, so right when I was like, I, this morning I was like, ah, you know, like I'll, I'll, I'm sure I've got a negative test. And, and then I was, uh, and then I pulled up the portal, and, you know, to like check my test results, and it said I had coronavirus. And then ten minutes later, I get a phone call from the from the state's Department of Health. It's like, hey, stay home. They're like, where are you right now? We're yeah. on, we're on the way. The helicopter. Yeah, yeah, we're on the way. Yeah, yeah taking you to the gulag. <laughs> what, um, what, so why did you get tested again if you got a negative test? Well, the 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 rapid test is only apparently like twenty percent effective. So you did it. You took it upon yourself to get tested again. I got contacted by two different people. <laughs> okay. Um, that 
I knew personally that I had been in contact with okay, two you. days separated from each other, like one on, I guess one on Sunday and one on Monday or something like that. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe it was Monday and Tuesday. Anyway, I, I've been contacted by them that, Hey, I've got coronavirus. And so I went ahead and scheduled the tests as a precautionary measure, even though I, I wasn't experiencing any symptoms, you know? Yeah. And, um, so, you know, so I've got the test. I got I got tested yeah, and I, I came back positive. Now, did it come from those people? I don't fucking know. Did they contact Trace been... or did just those people contact you? Did somebody did call those people them? themselves? And when the guy called me from the state today, he was like, Yeah, it's you need to call everybody that you've talked to or that you came into contact with the days that you were symptomatic. And I was like, Okay, so yesterday. Right. So I contacted everybody personally oh, that I God. came into contact with yesterday, yeah. but but I also sent out an email to everybody at the gym and told them. You were like, these like, people are said, saying I have coronavirus. But, yeah, yeah, some people are saying. Some people are saying. Yeah, it sucks, man, because it's such a stress on, it's going to be such a stress on the other coaches. And, oh, man, yeah. But we're getting cool. shut down. The whole state is getting shut down? The state is shutting down all the gyms. Oh, okay, okay. So you're stepping um, back on the, well, there you go. I guess it's yeah, I mean, not the worst timing for you to be shutting shutting it back down for a little bit. Well, the problem is they're shutting everybody down at the end of the month. Oh, okay. I got you. So I still got like 10 days of, you know, coaching to do at the gym. Obviously, yeah. I'm not going to be doing it. Yeah. But my scheduled hours are, you know, like 50 hours until the end of the month. So these other guys are going to have to fill in for me. But they're all getting tested too, you know. I mean, everybody's yeah. going to get tested. Well, it's like I said earlier when you told me, I was like, better get better get one in, get, get one recorded, just, <laughs> just in case, you know. <laughs> you never, never, you never, you know it's really funny for you to say that now, but what happens if I Oh, it's going to be horrific if it's something happens, you know, but, you know. It's, <laughs> you can go funny. back about five years from now. Oh, they'll play this episode at the, at the funeral. <laughs> I'll play it at the funeral on a boombox. They'll be like, we told you not to come, but here you are. <laughs> it's going to be like that scene in, uh, what's the John Cusack movie? Where he's got the boom box. Say anything. Say anything. I'm going to be outside your funeral with the boom box playing this episode. <laughs> Good thing we got one in. <laughs> Good thing. Shake, shake, shake it, episode shake 15 it of the up. Before all day. <laughs> oh my God. Well, you know, people don't, it's, these are tough conversations. People don't want to have these conversations until it's, you know, until it's too late. So just saying, it's a good thing that we're getting, getting it on. Hopefully nothing will be wrong. You know, everything will be I mean, part of me thinks I've already kicked it, you know, but there's apparently there's, you know, there's different strands of it now. And well, I think people, I think the Lyme disease is going to, is going to fight the, the the Corona. (laughs) there's only there's only enough room for one virus in this body i'm on the tick i'm on the tick side you know i'm I'm, I'm taking the ticks you know yeah i was talking to somebody earlier today they were like well i mean if you've got the fire i mean like you can still go play disc golf right i was like i mean maybe but like for now i'm just gonna go back to my you know i'm gonna just go home and lick my wounds right now yeah you know, like I'm not trying to. I mean, you could still go out and be an asshole everywhere, right? Like, right? Like, you could. That's the thing. You could, you could do that. You know, 
I, yeah. you know, I can just stay home. It's okay. You know, well, your freedom, man. Don't you, don't you let them take your freedom to go outside and then you don't get to <laughs> stuff anymore. I don't even wear pants to the grocery store, man. Winnie the Pooh stuff. <laughs> Fuck that shit. You ain't gonna tell me what to do. Ain't gonna tell me what nah, to do. Man. Winnie the Pooh, you know, got the red shirt on, no pants. Got while I wear my mask. <laughs> they, they've asked me to leave CVS like four times, but they didn't ever call the cops. So, <laughs> who, who I saw a sign on the side of the road the other day that said, "Masks are suffocating, but Jesus breathes life." <laughs> There's a lot going on in that. There's a lot. I don't know how to unpack that. We don't need to. We just let it. And then there was another sign underneath it and said something about five G, but I was driving too fast to, to read it. Yeah, driving and texting. I really wanted to pull over and take a picture of it. Yeah. But I didn't, so that joke is dead. There you go. It's all right. We can. You could imagine. What's, what's your not the hype? Uh, my not the hype is you having coronavirus. How am I gonna yeah, follow that shit it. up? Like, I should have gone first. We're, we're, we're about to we're about to record like seven days in a row. Yeah, well you're 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 in quarantine and then the gym shut down, so it's like we're gonna be like, yeah, we just got no excuse. Yeah, we're gonna be just live, just live streaming your your uh your coronavirus progression. Like my fever dream. Yeah, just keep it on. Just keep it recording. Uh, just the cue the apocalypse now dream sequence. Yeah, <laughs> the helicopter sound. We went to the jungle fourteen days ago. Yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, shit! What's your house still out? Uh, got married on Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> Got married on Halloween, so the hype's still out, you know. See, you, never, you don't know. So, yeah, Jackie and I got married on Halloween, and uh, she said, "You, it better be you're not the hype." And I was like, "I'm not gonna do that," but uh, I figured I'd meet her in the middle and just have it be the hype still out. So, I thought you were, I thought you were like low key mentioning that you got married when when you talked about Peacock's check. No, I was, uh, you know, that was the, truly the hype, you know. Wedding, getting married's fine, but you, you don't, <laughs> you know, how many times do you get a giant check in your life? That's, a, <laughs> that's just what I'm saying, you know? It's right over, oh like, God. it's good. No, we got, we got married, uh, nobody was invited, and, uh, yeah, we just, uh... That sounds like a dream wedding. Oh, it's great. It's, I was like, really, you want to do this this way? She's like, yeah, I don't want to deal with all that stuff. I'm like, oh, man, this is a dream. I will marry you. Um... And uh, yeah, we just had uh, the witness witnesses, and uh, Jackie's friend married us, but we didn't have we didn't invite anybody else, so that way we didn't have to hurt anybody's feelings because you know people be getting corona out here, obviously. Oh. And uh, well, there you go. You know, glad you glad you didn't come. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, we, we can't do anything safely right now, so we're like we're gonna get married now, and then we might do some kind of thing down the road, you know. But I don't know. Well, don't invite me. Well, no, you're going to be there. You're going to be there. I'm, you know, look, you know, from what I read, that people can still be having this corona week for weeks. Uh, well, it ain't, it's going to be like maybe a couple of years before we do something like that. Well, don't invite me because by then I don't, I just won't want to come. Well, <laughs> okay. Well, you can just say, you can just say you got, you know, you got these pre existing conditions now from the coronavirus. That's, 
Yeah, exactly. If I get it, that's what I'm going to use to avoid anything. I'm going to be like, eh, I'm still social distancing. Uh, like, you know, we cured it like five years ago. Yeah, man, but you know, you, uh, just, you never know. You don't want to have another outbreak. So I figure I can, I can take one for the team and just not attend any public events anymore. There you go. Yeah, but uh, yeah, got married to Jackie on uh, Halloween, did the Halloween wedding, and then uh, came back to our house and gave out candy um, safely from a distance in my uh, alien costume. You know, she was dressed as a witch, and uh, then we watched a movie in the backyard. It was fun. It's a good day. What'd you wear to the for the wedding to yeah. get married in? I wore uh, my favorite jeans and I wore the uh, panda jacket, my famous panda jacket. It is what it sounds like. It's a giant fuzzy jacket that looks like a panda made out of free range pandas. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I wore that. And that's why, you know, I knew Jackie was the one because she's like, you have to wear the panda jacket. I was like, okay, I can do that. You know, she had her beautiful dress on and I had my beautiful panda jacket on. And uh, uh, yeah, you've seen that the, the, the first thing I did when I got that panda jacket like six years ago, I think, was take a picture of me in it and send it to you. And what did you say? <laughs> you said, you said, I think I, I said, I know a lot of people and I know a lot of obnoxious people, and you're the most obnoxious person I know. And that is the most obnoxious thing you've ever owned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you said specifically. You said you owning that panda jacket is the most obnoxious thing you have ever done, and thus the most obnoxious thing I have ever seen. <laughs> and then I got married in it. So level up. There you go. I mean, don't step to my my. I keep I keep it fresh, man. The, the drip never stops. Yeah, drip or drown. Yeah. I've wore my I've wore Johnny Cupcakes button up shirt underneath it. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's got, I got the button up. It's like short sleeve, but it's got a. It's got the little uh, cupcake and crossbones pattern all over it. Okay. You know, it's sweet. Yeah, your good shirt. You wore your good I shirt. I wore my one good shirt. Well, now that, you know, I don't leave the house, I do have just one good shirt, you know? Yeah. So I wore that, and uh, yeah, things, it was good. And wore my sambas that my buddy Ben, one of my best friends from high school, we always used to wear sambas, uh, Adidas sambas, and he bought me a pair a couple years ago, and so I wore those. And uh, Oh, and I wore the belt buckle that you gave me years ago. Oh yeah, the most ridiculous belt buckle on earth that has actual dead fish in it, um, with crowns on. Yes, it's true. I'll put it in the show notes. Um, you got it for me for my birthday one year, I think. That's probably the coolest gift I've ever gotten anyone. I mean, it is like you talk about something that you wouldn't buy for yourself, but is legit. You know, like I wouldn't have ever bought that for myself, but damn, I'm glad I own that thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like who has a I mean it's a shame this isn't a visual medium cuz I'd be showing this thing off right now. I mean it's it's spectacular. So Truly. I wore that. I wore that and, and I took a picture of it and said, "Hey, I wore this to get married." And you're like, "I forgot about that." And I was like, "I didn't." It's true. I had Yeah. So it was is a great it's one of the greatest gifts I've ever gotten other than uh, you know, it's not as good as a big check, but close, you know. Can't wear. What if I made that big check into a belt buckle? <laughs> Just get a big, you know, get the thing for the back of it. You won't be able to walk straight through a door. <laughs> I just go sideways, man. <laughs> Spencer said I should take it to like the grocery store and try to use it. 
be like, hey, y'all take checks here. What do you need, ID or something? All right, hold on a second. Let's pull it out. <laughs> yeah, just especially make sure I get in the line that's the longest, you know, like a bit when it's busy. Be like, sorry, everybody. I'm, just, I'm writing a check. I know that it's not many people do this anymore, but got this big check. Pull out a Sharpie that's just as big. <laughs> just a novelty size Sharpie. Uh, oh man yeah so i had i had a, what the kids would say a fit going on in my <laughs> wedding, you know an outfit yo i got earlier this week i mean I, i'm i've been wearing some really ridiculous clothes lately yeah i've yeah. just been getting less and less like i just been, i don't know less and less of a concern about what other people think about You're me just like going feral kind of like yeah, yeah kind of going yeah. crazy yeah yeah. Here. And I've I've got this uh well you know I got that bucket hat. Oh yeah, oh I know you have that bucket hat. I got a couple of sweatshirts and hoodies that are like really obnoxious, the Grateful Dead. Yeah. Like skulls and like skeletons and shit. And it's yeah. I mean, we're talking some crazy stuff and and I also <laughs> I pulled it out as a joke because somebody showed up. Somebody showed up to the gym with a fanny pack on. Yeah. And I I had gotten this fanny pack for like five bucks. The year I don't know, maybe a year and a half ago. It's yeah. like this Cotopaxi. Are you familiar with Cotopaxi? No. It's a. It's like, you know, it's some brand that's like based out of like the I don't even know. It's, it's like, like Cotopaxi's slob- a mountain in the in slobby the, Robbie stuff or something. Like per, yeah, it's slobby yeah. Robbie yeah, type yeah. stuff, and it's a. Every panel, there's like, I don't know, eight or ten panels yeah. of fabric on the fanny pack, and every single one is a different color. Oh, that's heady, man. That's heady. It's you so heady. So I was wearing, the, like, the bucket hat and the fucking, and this, like, Dia del Muertos. Um, no, I was wearing an E.T. face mask. <laughs> like E.T.'s face and I was, and a, and a Grateful Dead sweatshirt and that Cotopaxi fanny pack, and I went into Chipotle. The kids behind the counter were like, I like your fit, bro. <laughs> Did they say that? They yes, that. they literally they said, said I like your fit. Yeah, man, they do. You got you have the whole thing, man. I was like, thank you. I'm 37. <laughs> Slobby Robbie style, man. It's like, well, it's, we don't even know how old Slobby Robbie is. He could be 50, he could be 27. You know? Either one. I don't know. Yeah, it turns out. He could be 21. I don't know. Yeah. Well, there you, there you go. Yeah, you, you, you've had the distinction of being old, looking older when you were younger, but now you're like, you know, now you look younger when you're older, I think. Yeah, because I'm wearing childish clothes. You just pass the point of like where, you know, you look like 35 when you're 18. Nobody. Now you passed it. And like, <laughs> My clothes are Benjamin buttoning me. <laughs> What brand is that? As as a Benjamin Button brand. Yeah. <laughs> oh, keep man. up with these kids, these hype beasts. That's right, hype beasts. I'm into this fanny pack thing. He's a that you could carry a lot of stuff in that. Put you yeah, I got sunglasses. I got two sets of keys. I got my wallet. I got some cans of Copenhagen. You know. You got your you got your hacky sack in there. <laughs> you got my hacky sack. I got my drugs. Yeah, everything, man. It's everything. Yeah, whenever anybody says what do you have in there, I just say drugs. <laughs> yeah. That's good. That's good. 
I used to I used to wear a fanny pack back in high school, and it was full of drugs. <laughs> oh, how things have changed! How the table turntables have turned. How the tables. How the... Oh shit! What have you been consuming? I have been consuming. Um, so I I've been listening to. We, I don't know if you heard this, but I got married, um, and <laughs> we did a registry, and we put a bunch of kind of wild shit on a registry too, like. Just stuff that you wouldn't normally ask for. Put a bunch of graphic novels on there, and it was stuff that both of us wanted, you know. And Jackie's like, "Yeah, hell yeah, put it on there." So we put some uh, some vinyl records on there that we didn't have that we wanted. And uh, one of those that my my buddy uh, Two Clicks, uh, DJ friend of mine, and his wife Tara, got me one of the uh, albums on the list. I got us uh, it's Beck's Sea Change album. Mm. Have you mm-hmm. heard that album before? Mm. Yeah, it's like one of the very few that I really enjoy. I think it is his best album. Um, it is his outlier album that a lot of people do not like it because it's very. It, it, he recorded it at the end of like a long relationship, and it was like his sort of therapy, I guess. So it, it's there's it's got a uh, undercurrent of sadness through it all, but it's also got this kind of like it, it's interesting exploration of like relationships and people and you know r- romance. It's very like uh man, it kind of sounds like a revolver era Beatles in a way because it uses a lot of sitar and like that kind of like jangly world music vibe to it, you know. But it's uh, it's, you know, some of his like most heartfelt lyrics, I think, you know, it's it's him not being absurd. He's usually just absurd on a lot of stuff, you know. And obviously, we love the absurd Beck stuff, but it's uh, it's a wonderful album start to finish and it sounds great on on vinyl you know um that's cool yeah Yeah, so i've listened to that and and um because we saw that was like the last concert i think jackie and i went to we went with mitchell or but you know friend of the show mitchell we went to see beck and uh cage the elephant yeah and uh, cage the elephant was way better than i expected um and then beck just killed it he was awesome and he played like two songs off of Sea Change, um, just kind of in between other songs. And um, yeah, I was like, man, that album's good. So I put it on the registry and got it. And uh, the other thing I've been listening to a lot is I got the, um, <clears throat> got, there's this, so there's this group called the L. Michaels Affair. Okay. And they are a jazz and funk group, I think from New York City. And um, they, a while back did they they performed with the Wu-Tang Clan as like the the Wu-Tang Clan's like orchestral backup you know what I mean yeah and kind of inspired by that they went and recorded a cover of uh of a Wu-Tang song I can't remember which one was the first one but Risen the Wu-Tang heard it and were like hey will you just cover everything we've done <laughs> and so they made a whole album. It's called Enter the 37th Chamber, which, you know, it's a play on Enter the 36th Chamber. Um, and it's got a bunch of the Wu-Tang hits on it re-recorded as jazz interpretations with a little bit of funk stuff in there. And uh, it's pretty cool. I, I tend to not like stuff like that. Like, it's a lot of times I think that stuff's corny, but this one is just so well done. Um, they actually used a lot of it in um, a couple tracks off of it in the Luke Cage series on Netflix. And uh, then the, the, they recorded a second one that's a return to the 30, 37 Chambers. Um, and uh, it's got 
some of the it's got some of the solo stuff on there too, like uh, "You're All I Need" by Method Man and Mary J. Blige. There's a cover of that. It's all jazz. I don't know. Yeah, I like it a lot. It's like I put it on like, you know, back when I don't know if you remember we used to have parties back in before this these days of uh, Corona. I put it on at like house party or something, and it's just cool to have in the background because people will be like, "Is that Cream? You playing Cream right now?" <laughs> yeah. It doesn't yeah. have any lyrics. Like, there's very few. There's a couple samples in it and stuff, but it's not. It's mostly just instrumentals. But yeah, so I'm listening to that. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check that out because you told me to. And... I think you're gonna like it. It sounds weird. Like if you told me, <laughs> how about Wu Tang but jazz versions of it, I'd be like, get the fuck out of my face. But uh, having heard it and like, it's it's a it, it's cool. And I've got the I've got I had the first one on vinyl and then I bought the second one about a week ago and I've been just crushing it. Just, I think the second one's even better than the first one. Well, I'll, I'll have some time to listen to some music over the next I couple know, days. Get, 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 your, you know, get your rotation on. Um, what, what have you been consuming? Um, well, there's two, two, well, one is like, a, I guess an EP. Um, <laughs> you ever listen to Fruit Bat? Yes, but th- because you recommended that I listen to their cover of uh, no, you did Smashing Pumpkins cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. did a whole album. Yeah, he did that whole album. But like, you have to buy the vinyl to get the whole thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've only heard the ones on Spotify. Um, but yeah, I like yeah. I think, yeah I, like I think there's two. I think there's two tracks out there now. Yeah. Um, but he's got this. Uh, so there's some studio called Space Bomb Studios. Space um, Bomb Studios. Space Bomb. Yeah. Okay. So um, and aggressive. his golden messenger did a couple tracks from space bomb studios during this period of time. And, and so I don't know when this came out. I, th- I think it only came out this past Friday. Um, maybe it came out earlier. I don't really know, but I just found it and it's, it's, it's fruit bats there. It's like, I don't know, six songs. Yeah. yeah. Six songs. Um, and you know, anything like that, I think you're, you enjoy a, a more a, like a different live rearranged version of songs when you've spent enough time with the original songs, mm-hmm. you know? Um, in fact, I guess there's a theme here. So that that's, that's one thing. It's called in real life, live at space Bomb studios. And it's okay. just, it's just his, you know, his, a couple of his songs really good. And then the other one, and I don't know if you know this band or how much you got into this band, but if you're not into this band, I think you, I think you'd like him even more than, um, the fruit bad stuff. It's have you ever heard of the war on drugs? You ever listen to yeah, war on drugs? Yeah, actually, yeah, I have a little bit, and I actually like them. Uh, I don't, I'm not super deep into them, but they did a cover of they, like one of the funny enough, they do a cover of one of the only Grateful Dead songs I like, Touch of Grey. Oh, yeah, they do, yeah, and it's super like psychedelic, trippy, weird, and shit. But I, I dig it, I kind of like And I, I, through that, I listened to some of their like, I guess their feature tracks on Spotify, and um, yeah, I like some of that stuff. It's real kind of shoegaze, it's like shoegazy, but jam bandy, you know, yeah. Um, <clears throat> obviously, the jam band side of it doesn't appeal to me, but the shoegazy part of it does, so. It's like, yeah, I think they're cool. So anyway, you're listening to them? Well, I to be honest with you, some of the stuff, I think it's kind of like Dire Straits meets Explosions in the Sky. Yeah, I mean, but I think... There's this... not that much Explosions in the Sky to it, but there's a lot of Dire Straits in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
which is why I, you know, think that you'd like them. Um, they just really, I, I, I feel weird saying they. It's mostly just the one dude that oh, does all the songs. Yeah. But um, just this past Friday, they released uh, Live Drugs, which is just a live set. Man, you put that in your fanny pack. it's really good but it's another one of those where like i feel like i usually prefer live recordings over studio recordings yeah but i think it's because i usually if it's a band i really like i wear out the studio recordings you know so it's nice to hear a different version you know um i'm definitely on that page with the war on drugs but i would say if you've never listened to war on drugs before you should definitely listen to their albums first like a deeper understanding is a killer album i think that's i think i've heard a bunch of tracks off of that one oh, i think that's I'm yeah that's the, the um I remember, yeah a deeper understanding is the one well lost in the dream is the one that got me hooked yeah um and that's the one i think anybody would like lost in the dream the first three albums i don't know too well but Lost in the Dream, and then A Deeper Understanding came out in 2017, and that's just like a, that's an album that you listen to in the car. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. I'm, in, I'm into that. I definitely, yeah. I, will, I will actually listen to that. Yeah, I, I mean, you're there. Yeah. It's prime for you, for sure. Yeah, I'll put that on, you know. Yeah. Maybe I'll throw it on the wedding registry, somebody will pick it up for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> No, I, I think they're kind of cool. Like they, the, that cover of Touch of Grey is 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 weird enough and different enough that I'm like, okay, cool. Here's the thing: that cover from Touch of Grey came from this like super collection of it was a double CD. I had the double CD, but it's you can get the whole thing on Spotify now. Yeah, it's like 50 songs. I'm exaggerating. It's probably like 35 songs. But it's all Grateful Dead covers, right? It's all great yeah. Dead covers from all these different bands that are all awesome. Yeah, uh, and yeah. I I think that it's I don't know, it's called Day of the Dead, right? Yeah, that's what yeah. it's called. Yeah, I, I think I think more people need to check that out. Yeah, a lot of the people that were on that Day of the Dead are like kind of the kind of famous now. That's like, kind of like pre the not famous. famous famous, but like War on Drugs, Phosphorescent, Jim James, Juice Hornsby. The National. Yeah, yeah. Curvile. Well, how, how long ago was that album out? Why did it make a bunch of noise? Can you hear me still? I'm still 2016. Here. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. My computer chimed for some reason. Um, hold on, I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up right now. Wilco. It's 2016. Oh, Wilco's Yeah, The National. I, listen, I, I thought I listened to more of it, but I, I probably was like, oh, these are Grateful Dead songs, so I'm going to turn this off. Oh, Bonnie Prince <laughs> Billy's on it. I like him a lot. Yeah. Um, His Golden Messenger was sad. Yeah. Uh, where's, where does, what does Wilco do? Oh, St. Stephen. The Flaming Lips did Dark Star. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't they do a whole album of Grateful Dead stuff? The Flaming Lips? I don't know. Who knows? I tell you this, some of those old Flaming Lips albums are fucking good, though. Yeah, some of those uh, they they got kind of like too like full of themselves over the recent years, which is fine. They've earned it, you know. But um, what's that album that I love by them? Uh, Yoshimi Battles the Pink Robots. That one's good. I'm talking about older stuff than that. That one is very good. Um, <clears throat> the one I have one of them on vinyl. That's uh fantastic. It's uh, man, they've got a million. Cl- Clouds Taste Metallic is my favorite by them. 
It has that's um, a good album, man. Have you do you know that album? No, not really. It's uh, got a oh, it's good. It's a good album name. Cloud Taste Metallic. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's got a the song called Lightning Strikes the Postman on it. Mm-hmm. Where is it? He's like telling the girl that he's his letter's probably gonna was gonna be delivered, but the lightning struck the postman. So, <laughs> yeah, and it's got Bad Days, which was on the uh, Batman Forever soundtrack. I know you're a fan of that because of uh, you know Kiss, <laughs> Kiss from Rose was on that famously. <laughs> I recommend that album a lot. That's uh that's that album was before the album was She Don't Use Jelly on it. I think. No, it was a couple before. No, it was after that, actually. Transmission from the Satellite Heart is the one with She Don't Use Jelly on it. That was 93, and this one I'm talking about was 95. But but anyway, back to that Day of the Dead cover album. Yeah, there's, some, there's a lot of stuff on here. It's like, uh, it's like 40, 39 songs. You were close. Damn. The Walkman, Do Ripple. Yeah. Lucinda Williams is on this. I'm telling you, man, it's, man on it's Earth. killing. Yeah, man, maybe, maybe that, maybe those these songs will sound good with somebody else playing them. I have to tell you, I have to you. listen to the whole thing. Put, I'll put my bucket hat on and you know, <laughs> stop it, <just>. stop it. <laughs> There's two. The National got two out, two songs on this album. Huh. All right. Well, there you go. Put the, you know. Cool. I'll check it out. Cool. I'm gonna add. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put the little. Where's the little button? I can yeah, put that little heart on Spotify. There. Boom. Um. Anything else you can see, man? No. If you're not watching the OC, get the fuck out. Welcome to the OC, bitch. Uh, this is the OC episode 15 of season one, called the Third Wheel. Um, this episode deals with third wheels, if you can believe that. Um, the main plot line, I would say, there's two main plot lines, probably. The main, the overall main plot line is, uh, you know, the, the Scooby-Doo gang, our friends here, are going to go to a Rooney concert with, uh, Oliver, you know, your boy Oliver. Yeah. Problematic Oliver. And then the side story is kind of, uh... Kirsten's sister Haley uh, causing problems being a, being a disrespectful house guest at uh, Kirsten and Sandy's house. Am, am I pretty pretty spot on on that? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. And then oh, we, we, I guess we have a, another plot of uh, Seth and Anna trying to tell Summer that they're <coughs> dating. You know. Yep. And you know Seth continuing to step on rakes. Um, with this whole summer Anna thing, I had no idea the summer Anna thing was this much of this show. Oh yeah! Now that now that you know, it's coming back to me. But going back to it is not what I had remembered. You know. Um. Yeah. So where should we begin? What do you got? Um. I mean, you know, it's funny because I like. I mean, I guess there's no such thing as Seth Luke Ryan time. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. That's a good line. I do like, I mean, I think the low-key MVP of this episode is Luke. Oh, Luke is fantastic in this episode. This is like, what well, I'm like, man, this is the payoff for like Luke is part of the gang, you know? And thankfully, unlike the tension between all the other motherfuckers that have had problems in the past, he doesn't have any tension with Marissa anymore, you know? 
So we're able to just kind of enjoy Goofy Luke. Yeah. I felt bad for him. Somebody slashed his tire in the beginning of this thing. So, you know, some homophobic person slashed his tire because Luke's dad had come out as gay, you know? So lame. So, yeah. But, I mean, ultimately, we had to get Luke into the group. Yeah, and this, you know, he's in the group now. And uh, he's hanging out with them and having a good time. Yeah. Much too, uh, when was uh, the last time you heard the word redonkulous? I have that as one of my notes. Redonkulous. <laughs> this is, I don't know. I remember thinking that was such a cool word. I bet you did think that. Oh, <laughs> don't you did. dare act like you did. You were the one saying it more than no, me. Oh, no. I was too above. I was so. I was you above that. it all the time. No, that was too pedestrian for me. It's just too obvious. Um, yes, yeah, so Seth says that's redonkulous at one point. It's like that redonkulous seems like a word that Seth would make fun of, not use, it does, you know, it does. Everybody thought it was cool when it came out, and then I mean, that that word had a really short shelf life, it did, yeah. I it comes out every once in a while, you know, somebody tries to bring it up. It's probably in some old Navy commercial over the past couple of years, you know, or yeah. Um, you boarded the Alps, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's when is that when uh, Oliver's uh, regaling everybody? Are they all regaling each other about their trips to France? He's 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 feeding them on the floor of his hotel room. Moroccan food you eat with your hands? No, you don't. I've eaten in Morocco. I've eaten Moroccan food. A fucking fork. That's what you eat it with. Sorry. <clears throat> How about the couscous? And then Ryan's like, that's oh, the tahini. yeah, that's the teeny. They're acting like couscous is something no one's ever heard of before. You know? I mean, maybe in 2006. Maybe it wasn't as popular then. I guess it wasn't, but I love couscous. Um, yeah, I, I have here on, uh, I do have a note here that says Luke hanging out with Marissa, question mark. Because I thought it was kind of weird that Luke was willing to go to Oliver's house to hang out with them. But I well, guess I he's mean, totally all over but... the Alps. Yeah. <laughs> the Louvre is Closest just... I've ever come is Whistler. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> apparently, the, the Louvre is, is awful and not worth it. Stupid. It was so... I mean, it's so clear. I mean, Not clear. It's just like so textbook master manipulator. Like, of, of, of Oliver's like behavior is like so... It's so obvious that like he's just got everybody else wrapped around his finger, but Ryan sees through it, and it's just so frustrating to watch everybody else get the curtains pulled over their eyes. Yeah, and Ryan's the only one who's not like falling over on, and that's why Oliver like negs him. Like when Ryan's the yeah. one who says, "Oh, I want to go see the Louvre," because you know Ryan likes art and stuff. So, and then for he just shits on Oliver, just shits on that. Oh, it's stupid. It's not cool. You know. And yeah. it's, it's clear that like, it's like, why are they, they not seeing this? But I'm like, oh yeah, they're supposed to be high school kids. So they would obviously think this was cool, you know? And Ryan has the more life experience, you know? Ryan's been around more Olivers in his life than they yeah. have, you know? Um, more manipulators that have, you know, bad intentions. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, they meet. Well, first of all, we have the the <laughs> we have the Luke, Seth, and Ryan time, you know, because you know Ryan is looking out for Luke. 
being a good friend and it's like, hey, come hang out with us tonight. Yeah. And then Seth is like, I don't want to hang out with Luke. But then, you know, it kind of warms up to him. And then we get the call from Marissa to, hey, everybody, come over here and hang out with Oliver. Which I think is like kind of like shitty of Marissa. It's okay for Marissa to have like friends of the opposite sex. But it's kind of shitty of her to just go over to Oliver's house and then tell Ryan about it without being like, hey, I'm going to go hang out with Oliver, you know? Don't you think? Right. It's, it seems yeah. a little like, especially after there's clearly like, she can't be like that blind that she doesn't see that there's some kind of, you know, nefarious thing going on with Oliver, like being interested in her, you know? But totally. I thought that was kind of shitty. Um, I do have in this, in my one of my notes in this episode was Marissa sucks again. Um, I didn't, I didn't even have that big of a problem with her. I mean, I was like, um, <laughs> the whole setup with like going to the Rooney concert and then like Oliver wasn't there at the front door and like, and then they're leaving and he's in the back door. Like what the heck? And you know, and like, he's like, Oh, I thought I told you guys back door. And I was like, no, you didn't. Yeah. But before that, um, yeah. <laughs> they were in the front door and Luke, because there's a lot of freaks in here. Huh, going. <laughs> yeah. And then at the end of the scene, he's like, look at that freak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, he just, uh, he, he's still, like, he's still outgrowing his old self. Yeah. Where he doesn't think that that's an issue. Like, he's treating the person he used to call a freak like a bro. Yeah. Calling other did. people freaks. Yeah. He's, you know? he's being inclusive. Um, like yeah, he's he's excluding, but being inclusive by excluding, yeah. but doesn't realize you're in Seth's world now. Like, yeah, so you can't. Yeah. Um, but then, but then they transition to the backstage, and Luke's like, just a few songs I wrote. Oh well, hold on. Before we get to that, Luke had a great line after his tire gets slashed, and he says, "Am I getting what I deserve now after all these years of being a jackass?" <laughs> Which is very like self-aware, you know. Of like he mm. is admitting that he was an asshole in a way that maybe none of the other characters ever admit in this show admit their faults in this this deeply, you know. Um, but yeah, then we get to the backstage at the Rooney concert, um, and Luke is surprisingly has a good voice. Mm. He can sing, you know. But mm-hmm. he's he's like I, I wrote a couple songs, and he's being you know white dude with acoustic guitar at the party. Um, yeah, is what he immediately turns on turns into. Yeah, hey, I'm gonna play some songs for the ladies, you know. Um, yeah, Oliver just kind of turns and walks away from him when he starts playing. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, I'm still kind of curious how, and it never gets answered. It's an unanswerable question. Like, how is Oliver friends with Rooney? Also, how is Rooney's agent okay with them being friends with the villain? Uh, yeah. I mean, obviously it doesn't matter. You know, Rooney just wanted to be on, on the, the primetime soap opera's hottest show. Well, this, this, this is notably, it begins a trend in the OC of featuring bands, you know, um, Ooh. spoiler alert, Modest Mouse is going to show up at some point. Um, and these like kind of hot bands at the time, because the show does have a very, especially for its time, a very like progressive, good soundtrack of indie rock, you know? 
and it's a way to work them this cool band into the show you know and some they've got some connection i guess but they don't seem like they're very good friends with him um you know they're not like super excited to see him or anything but yeah. um it's another thing like why well why does oliver live in this penthouse and you know this, this is all these unexplained things about him i think he's supposed to make him an enigma to where we're like oh well what's what is this guy you know yeah I, it, we we mentioned it earlier, but when, when Rooney walks up, Luke says, "Which one's Rooney?" <laughs> so that's a good joke. That's a good joke. That's a great joke. That's good good writing. Um, <laughs> did you know that the lead singer of Rooney is uh, Jason Schwartzman's brother? No, but that makes perfect sense because yeah, I, like, I knew he looked like somebody. Looked I was like going to talk like about it. his haircut. Yeah, that haircut. That is a haircut of that those bands that era. It's like it's like the Page Boy or something. It's like the little little Lord Fauntleroy haircut. It's like <laughs> <laughs> he look, he's got that Lord Farquaad. That's what it is <laughs> from Shrek. <sighs> and it's, you know, that kind of haircut. I always wanted that kind of hair, which is like really thin, but like. Tussly, like yeah. you know, like it flows around. Yeah, it's perfect haircut for somebody with hair like that, but it's still an ugly haircut. Oh yeah, it is for sure. They, but they, uh, yeah, Rooney sounds pretty good in this episode. It's pretty good. Uh, I'm into it. You know, the world's shortest concert. It's like three songs long, but yeah, yeah. Seth was at the bar and he acted like he didn't even get it. Like you can still hear the band at the bar, bro. He's yeah, like, I like didn't. A- I only heard. I don't know, I've been in the bar. Yeah, I, I don't understand why he's like, because he says to Ryan, he's like, you're going to miss this incredible show. Like, it hasn't started yet. And I was like, dude, you can hear it in the background. Like, it's, it's Yeah, also, you're three songs in. Like, it's yeah. a fucking concert. Like, chill out. It's going to be 75 minutes for yeah. sure. Yeah, definitely. Also, how about Seth had been at the bar for a minute, and then Ryan steps up, and the bartender goes, what will it be? And Seth goes, how do you always do that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know. And then and then Seth is disappointed that Ryan doesn't get them alcohol, you know. Um. Cause he's like, oh, I guess I'm Mountain Dew then. I love yeah. how Ryan also like when he asks how many, and uh, Seth says three, and the bartender doesn't pay attention to him, and then Ryan just holds up his three like the cool order of the bar style, like you know, put his put doing the OK symbol but backwards. He's like three, and the bartender's <laughs> like, now I understand what three means. <clears throat> um, yeah, so we have all this stuff, and then you know, at the end of the concert. <laughs> Well, we have this kind of it, another confrontation between Marissa and Ryan where she's just like, okay, I guess just leave. But like, it's like, where's he going to go? How are they going to get home? Like, he can't just leave. But that's just a conceit. It's just a setup. So he'll walk outside and see that Oliver's getting arrested for trying to buy cocaine. Yeah, but before that, we we have we have Oliver like <clears throat> stepping outside and calling the guy and be like, "You better have my stuff, right?" Yeah. And he goes back in, and we this little scene, and this to me just like got annoying to me. Where like Oliver's clearly like jonesing for cocaine, and he rubs his nose as if like rubbing your nose. I mean, obviously, is the, is the director trying to signify to the audience like that's the drug he's trying to get right. is cocaine? Yeah. But, like, nobody does that. No, no. Definitely. Just like, oh, I really need to get my nose fixed. Yeah, just, oh, man, it's just if I rub my nose a little bit, it's almost like I'm doing it. 
Yeah, oh. it's like you rub your nose maybe after you've blown a line, but you're not going to rub your nose in <laughs> yeah, anticipation. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's the phantom <laughs> cocaine. It's like a you know, it's like the phantom limb syndrome. It's like exactly. Yeah, um, you know, and we we get this scene, we get this situation where Oliver's getting arrested, and Ryan once again almost just like beats somebody, like hits somebody just to defend someone, and he's the dude. Luckily, he's like, uh, I'm a cop, <laughs> so. And then Ryan out of care. I mean, if I were Ryan, I'd be like, all right, good. That dude's gone. Let's get out of here, guys. But he calls Sandy, you know? Yeah. Calls Sandy, and Sandy comes and says, hey, Sandy, you know, Sandy plays poker with those guys. I mean, I like that Sandy said to Kirsten, just because we're theoretically, we're not supposed to know, is, oh, Ryan's at, Ryan's at the police station. Yeah. <laughs> But there's kind of like this moment of like, eh, all right, yeah, of course he is. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just want to say that I want to experience joy the same way Luke experiences joy while playing video games. <laughs> yes, that the video games is interesting because he, he is super into it. Also, they, they're playing this. They keep going back to this, uh, this game, which is, uh, man, it's like, what is that game called? It, it's some kind of like samurai game, right? I think it's a real yeah. game from that era. I can't remember what that game was called. Yeah, I can't either. But th- they seem to treat it as if it's a fighting game, but it's clearly like a brawler. Like you're not fighting against each other. So they're like, right. oh, Ryan, it's your turn. You know, whoever wins gets to play the next person. And it's like, this isn't a fighting game. It's not Mortal Kombat. Not that it matters, but they. Th- it does matter in that <laughs> this video game's in every episode. Um, yeah, and we get this. I thought it was a little bit over the top that they're the you know the Scooby Doo gang's hanging out and uh, having a good time, and Oliver's outside watching through the window. Oh, that's totally that's my final note of the fucking show. Is it? Well, we, we I don't have to spoil it now, but uh, no, that that's no. Here's the thing, like I I mean that's that's all my notes for the show. Oh, it's okay. just like it ends with him. And I remember the last time I was like, I was watching some episodes of the OC like maybe two years ago or something. And I got to that episode and I filmed just that moment and put it on my Instagram story. And I was like me at every Christmas party ever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's just like. like, I think it was New Year's actually. (laughs) Yeah. the number of people responding by telling me, "Oh my God, Oliver, the worst!" <laughs> yeah, he's like, it's 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 like Ebenezer Scrooge with the Ghost of Christmas Future or whatever, looking in at the Cratchits. You know, it's like looking through the window. He's outside, he's cold. It's not cold, but it looks like he's cold. You know? Yeah. He's out, literally out in the cold. But like, why is he just there at their house, staring through the window? You know, like he came over to their house to just stare through the window. Like, is he out there just like whacking it in the bushes or something? Oh God! Like, what's going Why'd on? Why do you have to take it there? I don't know. Because I mean, I am who I am. Um, <clears throat> let's talk about the other storylines a little bit. Um, yeah, I mean they're boring. Yeah, I mean Haley's an asshole. So, spoiler alert. Um, and Haley and Jimmy are hanging out, but I like that. Like J- Haley likes trying to like you know get with jimmy and jimmy finally jimmy's gonna take the high road but not when he was kissing sandy's wife he's That's like i right. can't kiss her you're you're your sister and i and i have too much respect for her and sandy 
Like, do you have respect for Sandy? Because I'm pretty sure you're trying to fuck his wife. You know? I don't know. It's just like, Jimmy's like, I, and I also have notes here. Jimmy smile. There's a Jimmy smile right after uh, Haley pitches a fit and throws the board games down on the ground. And Jimmy just does the Jimmy smile. They usually does when he's done something bad, you know? You know, the Jimmy smile that you hate. I I hate it, but I love it. It yeah. all shucks. He just does the all shucks. Like, all shucks. It's, it's, it's like oh. he's gonna be like, "Well, this was cool." Like, no. I did like that moment of like where Haley was like going on and on, clowning on you know the McMansions and stuff like that, and then everybody just kind of like stops and stares at her, like she's gone on for too long, and yeah. it's now obvious. Like, you need to fucking slow your roll. Well, I love. I wrote here. I've got a new term. The sand hammer. Sandy dropped the sand hammer on her. You're in my house, disrespecting my wife. Yeah. Eating my bagels. Eating my sesame bagels. <laughs> he he gives it to her, man. I love it. Yeah, every once in a while, Sandy got to get get mean, you know. Yeah, I mean. It's true. I mean, he's the he's the North Star. Yeah, he is. So he he dropped that sand hammer on her, and then uh, you know everything got off. <laughs> I like that you're gonna push that. I am. That's my thing. That's my new hill. I'm gonna die on. Um, yeah, you know, and there's that storyline, and then Jimmy takes the high road and won't won't make out with her or whatever, and then uh, you know, we have this nice scene later where Sandy shares his bagel with Haley. Like yeah. they're all just disdainful of her because they're just eating. <laughs> She's just eating all their bagels. They're all mad. The whole household is mad because she's eating all the bagels and the cereal and the cereal and and, and reading the paper. Yeah, like as if reading the paper consumes it, and you don't get to read the paper. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So that storyline was pretty boring, and then the, the really the summer and Seth and Anna thing was kind of boring too to me because I feel like we're retreading the same thing over and over again. It's like we get yeah. there's a love triangle. Surprise, there's a love triangle. But I mean, I guess this is the next step in it. I do like how Summer just like does the like Jerry Maguire style. Like, I know what you all think I'm going to do, which is flip out. <laughs> and there's one point where she gets in between them on the couch and is like, "Hey, we're hanging yeah. out." Like, she's gonna she's gonna be pulling that in the next episode too. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, probably. So. I think so. I think yeah. we're gonna get some more. Yeah. you know, mileage out of that. More hijinks um, with that. Yeah. You know, but they finally, they tell her, and, you know, Seth's awkward about it. And uh, this show is a show about people either telling people things at the wrong time or being told they should tell people things at the wrong time. Because Anna's like, tell her during this concert. Like, no. Don't tell her something emotionally traumatizing, like, while she's supposed to be having fun, you know? Yeah. Like, tell her after it. Like, why, why is everybody on the show? Like, yeah, well, we're at the big party, so we've got to ruin this shit. We're in our concert. Yeah, it's just uh, everything. It's like because it, it, it was what was the um, the boat con- <laughs> the boat party where they had the big somebody had to tell some. Oh, the boat party is when they uh, Jimmy found out that uh, Caleb and uh, right and what's her name? What's her name? She's that uh, uh, Julie. Yeah, Caleb and Julie were. <laughs> There's like this is a bad time to tell people this. It's like can we wait till after the party? People are having a good time. Um. Yeah, but anyway, there was that storyline, and uh, yeah, I guess that's pretty much everything. I mean, we're continuing right now. We're in Oliver World, so 
for better or worse, we are in this Oliver storyline deep, you know? We are. And uh, he, he's, you know, he's an annoying prick. I kind of wish they'd have made him a little more likable, you know? Well, I mean, he's likable to all the rest of them. I guess so, but like we're, I guess we're supposed to see things through Ryan's eyes, which we do. So I guess we have to see him as this way. But like, I mean, technically, technically, what has he done wrong other than try to buy drugs? Yeah, and I think they do try to like humanize him a little bit in the end of this, where he does seem. It's like we feel like he feels some regret, and that he's like, is uh, you know thankful that ryan helped him out but i do like that ryan stood up to him you know like he's like oh you know so and so likes me so so you must like me a little bit he's like nope <laughs> ryan says like no i don't have to like you <laughs> so, so, so sandy that helped you out not me um yeah. yeah we'll see um i i had some other notes a couple other notes there's a couple of good like two really good oc tracks in this from the oc okay uh, Eels Saturday morning plays while uh, Haley's stealing the paper and eating their bagels. Um, mm-hmm. I love the Eels, and that's a good Eels track. And uh, Popular Mechanics for Lovers by Beulah. It's that song that goes... It's early in the episode. It's like when uh, they get... I think they arrive at school or whatever. Um, you, you recognize okay. it. It's, it's on that first collection. It's one of the songs that made it to that that first like collection, OC Volume One or whatever. Yeah, but uh, yeah, pretty good one. Um, funny enough, Jackie, um, what was that song? You know that song that that was in the episode with the uh, where the the that had the unlikely friendships, and it's the one that was like we used to be friends or whatever. Do you remember that from uh, a few episodes ago? Yeah. And they play it like 15 times in the episode. Mm-hmm. It's the episode where like, oh, oh, Summer and Anna are friends. Right. Weird. Yeah. 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 I know what song you're talking about. Well, <laughs> Jackie's got that on a playlist. And every time it comes on, she's like, I used to love this song, but damn, they played it too much in that episode. Now I hate it. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I was like, well, they wanted us to know that they used to be friends. Which doesn't really, which doesn't really make sense because they're friends now. They used to not be friends. So it's like, why? I don't know. Whatever. You got anything else about this episode? I think I'm done. Yeah. I, I, this was all right. This was a pretty good episode, I thought. Some of it was boring, but I, I like I liked the Luke made it made it good, you know? Yeah. Luke made it good. Like and Rooney. And Rooney, man. It's, uh, you know. Anytime you get to go to a Southern California concert on TV show, you know, you're good. Yeah, at a place that just serves Mountain Dews. What do you have? Yeah, Mountain Dews. What would it be? <laughs> Mountain Dew 3. 7-7 seven, seven on the rocks. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised he didn't try to order one, you know, but Ryan's going to be the responsible now. Ryan's good now. He's, he's the responsible one, man. I'm a little yeah. surprised that Seth is just going along with this Oliver thing, to be honest. I feel like he'd be more suspicious, but maybe he's just as glad that somebody's like. I mean, I think Seth is still kind of like just easily swooned by having friends now. Yeah. He's like glad somebody kind of thinks he's cool, I guess, or is like, you know, willing to lie to him and say he's cool or whatever. So I don't know. Well, he definitely thinks Oliver's cool. Yeah. You know, and Oliver's paying him attention saying, come to the show, you know. 
But I mean, it, I guess if you put yourself in sho- the shoes of him as a high schooler and be like, man, this dude's going to get me backstage passes. That's like, yeah, it's kind of cool, you know? Heck yeah. You know? So, We're eating Moroccan food on the floor of his penthouse. We eat, it, we, we eat it with our hands. I always wanted to live in a hotel. <laughs> Who said that, Marissa? Marissa said that, yeah. Oh my God, I bet she did. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Well, look, everybody's still listening. You're welcome. Yeah, we're back. And uh, if you've if you've if you've watched ahead in the OC, then you're dead to us. So you better uh, not admit to that. So <laughs> better pause it till we can catch up. Um. Yeah. All right. Well, you got anything else to add before we get out of here? I'm all good. Well, I hope you I hope your Corona thing goes all right. You know. That little thing. Well, right now, I'm just more embarrassed to have it than I am sick. Yeah, and no, I hear you, man. I I would be embarrassed too, but you shouldn't be because it's just something that happened, man. It's all right. It's gonna be all right. Yeah, you're gonna be all right. All right. I said it here. You heard it here first. Gonna be all right. Yeah, we'll see. Gonna be all right. Either I'll be all right, and that'll be that'll be true, or I won't be all right, and you'll be still right that we should have recorded this episode before I go into the fucking hospital. <laughs> true. <laughs> I mean, I have a lot on the line with this, so I, yeah. could, I could look really bad out of, out of this, you know? <laughs> You've made a calculated risk. <laughs> oh, that's the important thing is how, how is this going to work out for me? <laughs> <laughs> and on that note... <laughs> <laughs> we out! <laughs> See you next time. Have a good night.